0: First boss, Scottish Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Gamble. I'm joined by Ryan Crombie. Not too sure why I'm here, but here nonetheless, Gamble. And I'm also joined by Lewis Kemp. Nick, good to be back.
1: How are we doing? All
0: right, Well, We're all good. We're all good. Uh, right, boys, let's get into it. All the weekend's action in Scottish football. We're going to go over um, all the games that went ahead, all the games that didn't, and probably going to spend a half an hour on another topic as well. Right, okay, boys, we will start off... Uh, with the game that was played today on Sunday Uh, Aberdeen Rangers Aberdeen 1 Rangers 2 Danny Wilson scoring an early header Ryan Jack getting himself sent off surprise surprise who saw that coming Josh Windass scoring uh, and a free kick from Ross I can't remember Ross's first name Frank 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 Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah there we go Aberdeen 1 Rangers 2 2 wins on The Bounce for Rangers. Uh, Ryan, I suppose I should let you give your assessment of the game. Uh, Yes, if you must.
2: Um, (laughs) You don't want to if you don't have to. uh, No, I will, I will. Uh, It was better from Aberdeen than it was on Wednesday night, but that's not saying a lot, considering they were absolutely disgustingly bad (laughs) on Wednesday, and it it wasn't much better, to be honest. Um, The same... Defensive frailties are still there and we are still pretty shit going forwards. Uh, Rangers sort of controlled the game up until Ryan Jack got himself sent off and bullied Aberdeen all over the pitch. Uh, I think Aberdeen fans expected a bit of a better reaction from the team, uh, considering they'd just been (sighs) absolutely horsed midweek. You'd expect a Better reaction from Aberdeen, but they just kind of a uh, weak and timid again, um, and to not even come away with a point for playing against Rangers, um, who had ten men for half an hour, is pretty unforgivable, really, um, and especially with all the sort of background scenes going on to this game. I think it's a tough one to take. I'm um, sure we'll get into that in a bit.
0: Yeah. Um just kind of generally um the result it moves Rangers up to second in the table now they're ahead of Aberdeen on goal difference Um one point ahead of Hibs as well they're sitting in fourth Rangers on 30 points Aberdeen on 30 points Hibs on 29 points Um just I mean we're trying to talk about as, as much football as I possibly can Um Josh Windass has been absolutely fantastic recently Um I remember seeing something that's like he scored more goals in his last six games than he had in his previous 40. Um I mean the the dive at the start apart <laughs> he was I thought it was he was really excellent during this game.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh okay, you again but I thought he was um Rangers best player uh, by quite a distance. Um very very influential and I thought he's uh took his goal quite well. Um I think it's almost been a kind of I like the the great big debate in regards to Josh Windass and Rangers, is he actually any good? Um I think the games like today show that he is and he's got quality, it's just whether he can do that on a consistent basis. Um obviously he's been in and out of the team, um which hasn't helped, but um certainly uh, against Aberdeen today I thought he was he was excellent. Yeah, um do you wanna
0: just go on to one of the controversies surrounding this game? Uh Ryan Jack's red cards uh, fourth of the season
1: however I think what,
0: two of them have been rescinded
1: yeah two, two have been rescinded yeah um, ah. I, I don't think I, I get what people are maybe trying to say about it but when um, you look at the follow through I just I don't know how you can not say that's a red card um, yeah um, either, I mean the, the red card's straight out Colm's pocket not for the first time to be fair um, but um I don't. I think it's, it's a straight red. There's no real argument about it. Um, only one thing I would say is that um, when the goes absolutely off his tits uh, on sports news commentary uh, when they're talking about the Jack incident, like he's 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 really into it. But um, aye, I, I think there's there's no argument to be honest with you. I can. Uh, uh, I'm
0: I'm in two minds. Like I can't understand why people are happy hmm. about it, but. When you see how he makes contact with me, it's really not good.
2: I don't. I don't think there is any sort of uh, qualms to be in two minds about it. I mean, even after he passes the ball, I mean, he has enough time to pull his leg away, and uh, people are claiming, oh, he's looking at the ball, but he knows exactly where me is going to be, um, and it's easy enough to leave your foot in um, after you've passed the ball and know where a player is going to be um, without actually looking at the incident. Uh, and then I think it was just inevitable really that he was going to get at least get a yellow card in this game mm-hmm. um, and apparently he called the the main stand um, fucking pricks as he went off uh, I,
1: I, I did see a mouth and something towards the main stand yeah. I was wondering what it was um, yeah
2: as everyone was kind of being for his blood as he sort of jogged off the pitch but I think um, from his point of view he'll be angry with himself because he was playing well up until then um, and then he's just kind of ruined what would have been a good return to Pataudry for him. Probably would have highlighted him instead of Windass
0: at the start of the kind of analysis if he'd stayed on the park for the whole thing but i yeah, it's, it's it's not great. Um, again, I'll try and <laughs> stay away from it for as long as possible but uh, just generally this is Lewis someone we kind of because I mean, I remember we had a conversation that probably would have been just over a year ago now. We were talking about, did you that Graham Murray's in charge of the, the under 20s for Rangers? And uh, <laughs> it's it's amazing how like how, how prevalent he's become in Scottish football since that conversation we had. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a, another good result in a big game for him. It seems I, quite strange. He seems to be able to get results in the big games when he's playing yeah. the teams lower down the table. He's fucking hopeless.
1: <laughs> Well, Dundee in particular, he doesn't, and and Dens Park, I suppose, is is not a happy on ground for Mister um, Mr. Mr. Muttley. But um, I, I, it's it's strange. I think we're almost before these two games, we're almost describing it as the opposite of his ten-year charge last year, where it started really poorly, but at the end it, it got better and uh, it kind of concluded with the uh, the the point of Parkheads. Um, Whereas this one, it started well and i seemed to go down go downhill quite significantly. Um, but now it's went back up again, so um, yeah, it's... I mean, he's not done his reputation any harm, which I think is the main thing, uh, especially when you have your, your under-20s coach um, managing uh, the team for this amount of time um, in the consecutive seasons. You maybe think that um, his reputation might be damaged a wee bit. may maybe bitten off uh, more than he can chew but I, I think uh, that's not been the case and he, I think he's, his reputation is still intact and he's uh, still hopefully <laughs> like got a bright future ahead of him I'd, I'd like to see him um, cause I, I, I don't think he'll be uh, well what i like led to believe is he won't be in um, charge of Rangers uh, for much longer but uh, I'd like to see him mm-hmm. uh, maybe make the step up to first team management um, some other place uh, if it isn't Rangers again
0: Okay, yes, yes or no question to both of you uh, will, will he be in charge to try and make it three wins in a row for Rangers Lewis no Ryan no are we finally addressing right, the okay. elephant in the room here right, okay so <laughs> this is this is Aberdeen's second loss in a row to Rangers uh, yeah Ryan I'm willing to bet you're not too happy with the Aberdeen manager
2: <laughs> no um, and I don't think you'll find anyone who is um, of an Aberdeen persuasion at the minute um, I mean even prior to this um, sort of Rangers doubleheader people were questioning his sort of abilities in big games as um, sort of worked out that this season this what you can identify as big games is we've played 6 won 1, lost 5 with an aggregate score of 13 2, I think. Something ridiculous like that. Um, and it's becoming a feature of Derek McInnes' sort of reign in charge of Aberdeen, um, not being able to turn up in the big games or even get it horribly wrong in the big games. I mean, I think I identified our big games this season have been hearts away, that was 0 0. Motherwell away in the cup, we got beat 3 0. Uh, Hibs away, okay, fair enough, we won, but only 1-0 and apparently shit shithoused our way to a victory. Um, beat off Celtic 3-0 at Pataudry, and then, of course, 3-0 on Wednesday night and 2-1 again today. Um, so I think it's fair to say a lot of people are starting to question um, McInnes's ability to get it right in the big games um, and it doesn't obviously help... Um, when he's got all this speculation surrounding his future at the club um, anyway.
1: See, just to quickly the counter that point about the big games, um, well, I mean, it's hard to counter it, given, uh, I mean, obviously, <laughs> if you look at the big games, ha- but <laughs> what I would say is, I don't. if it wasn't for McInnes, I don't think these games would be big games. I think because McInnes is there, um, Aberdeen are now on, the same kind of playing field as Rangers, as the top teams in the league, as Celtic. Because um, I, I've seen a lot of people saying he bottled it against Iowa, and I suppose that is something. I think I, I, I might even have said that in the past as well. But I, I don't think you'd be in that position to begin with if it wasn't for McInnes. So okay, I don't know take, just play uh, devil's advocate a wee bit because I know we're gonna go uh-huh. in absolutely lambast him in a wee second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um,
2: just to sort of. Um, mention that a lot of people you do see a lot of Aberdeen fans saying um, oh well you have to remember where we were before McInnes and I mean yes okay fair enough Um, he has taken us to a better place where we were before he came in but um, we have to remember he does have, well did have the second biggest budget in the league for a while Um, and these games should be big games for Aberdeen now and if if he wants to improve as an manager himself he has to start looking at these games as an opportunity to win um, and to get so wrong, so consistently wrong in these games it's worrying um, and it's just not good enough What well,
0: have been
2: the big game wins? Big game Ibrox wins last season. Ibrox last season Hibs away this One. season um, Hibs last season in the semi-final uh, a couple of wins at Tynecastle last year albeit Hearts aren't in that great a place um, The Madison
1: free kick Rangers
2: uh, Yeah, I mean that was a win but we didn't play that well that game I mean I think that's the thing um, we, we, we've won some of these games but our performances in them have been questionable at best, um, I mean, you could probably count the big game wins on one hand. Really, I mean, obviously the the League Cup final that we won in twenty fourteen, but I mean, even then we won it on penalties, couldn't score a goal.
1: I, I was not a convincing performance for them. No,
2: exactly, uh, and that's what a lot of um, Aberdeen performances have been like in these so called big matches. Very right, okay. to to
0: kind of to act as a nice wee parallel to the previous section talking about manager is uh, Derek McInnes be being charged for the next game yes or no answer Lewis no
2: Ryan uh, no and I've got on pretty good authority that he won't be um, I obviously in the know that I am uh, have been told mm. that Of course,
0: uh, this is the ITK section of the podcast for everyone
2: listening
0: ITK uh,
1: and entitled um, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is out
2: yep of course um that McInnes will be at Ibrox either Monday or Tuesday of next week. So, there so you there's go. a fair
0: chance by the time you're listening, this has either been proved completely right or, or completely,
1: completely wrong. <laughs> or, we, or we are clowns and we've just or we completely destroyed the reputation once again. <laughs> <laughs> But then,
2: I mean, if it does come to pass and McInnes is in place by Monday or Tuesday, it begs the question, how could a deal um, sort of go through so quickly? Um, and it sort of points towards there already being dialogue between the clubs at this stage, to me, anyway. Um, and the, the rumour is that apparently a meeting was had between a couple of board members from each club after the game on Wednesday night. Um, sort of agreed a gentleman's deal that uh, McInnes would be going to Ibrox um, and then of course on top of that you start to question the integrity of him being in charge um, for these two games that have just happened and especially with uh, (laughs) the level of performances that Aberdeen put in against Rangers. there's not. It leaves a bad taste in the mouth, shall we say, if it does come to pass. And at this moment in time, I can't see it being anything other than Derek McInnes going to Rangers certainly next week.
0: Now this would kind of fit into what was said at the Rangers AGM, right? Because I I believe one of the quotes is, "We've still got several frames." This isn't this isn't an exact quote. This isn't verbatim, but it's like a, We've still got several f- names in the frame, and a few of them are employed by other football clubs. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, the very obvious. One
2: would be McInnes. employed by football clubs, and have a good knowledge of Scottish football. I think right. were the words mm. used by Dave King and his um, fellow followers. So, so uh, I mean, and it's
1: probably not Neil Lennon. Oh, Tommy Ray!
2: No, uh, it's just. It's becoming a bit of a farce, really, to be honest. Um, The players, well, the manager and the players certainly look like they've been, I mean, if he doesn't go, they've been unsettled at worst. Um, Unsettled at best, sorry. Um, The performance levels have dipped since this media furor around the McInnes going to Rangers. Rumours have started up and it's just sooner. It, I think the sooner it ends the better to be honest and if it ends with him at Ibrox or which is looking increasingly likely um, or him not then I think just either way the sooner it ends the better for everyone
1: Yeah I mean we were talking you know, off air just beforehand um, and me personally I thought it the whole situation just really, really stinks. Like it, it's not a good situation at all. Whether it's true that uh, Rangers and Aberdeen had a meeting on the Wednesday, and obviously, I mean, McInnes has been in charge of this game on the, the Sunday. I mean, the players are unsettled. That's clear, um, and I it's just it, it's just not good at all. I, I, I really, and I think the the main thing that strikes me is that Aberdeen and um, the poor look really, really weak year and it's very out, out of character almost from um, a board that I think have been getting things right off the field for quite a couple, a couple of years now. I mean they've posted positive financial results the last couple of seasons. Um, obviously a lot of that's to do with on the field as well but they just seem to have got their house in order whereas before it wasn't the case. Um, There was a lot of kind of unrest between the boardroom and the fans and it it's it just it doesn't sit right with me, all this stuff it, it, it really really doesn't um, it it seems very out of character but I suppose we'll find out uh, one or people might already know by the time they're listening to this mm. it, is, it
0: is very very interesting I mean it'll be I mean obviously we've entered the kind of Alex Jones InfoWars <laughs> section of the podcast now but I mean like, you know, people that are that are fond of conspiracy theories in Scottish football, and there are plenty. Oh, Jesus. Will go off their head if it's announced that he's, or if there's any sort of major news that he's in talks with to Rangers tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think if Rangers come out in the next few days and say and make a formal approach to Aberdeen, I think it confirms. These rumors that there already has been dialogue between the clubs and they've agreed to sort of hold off until the sort of double header against the the two teams is uh, passed. And it, and it, and that stinks. As Kemp says, it's not it's not good at all, um, especially with Stuart Mill coming out last week and making a statement about the how McInnes is happy at Aberdeen. Um, I mean. That didn't totally put to bed the rumors, so it it makes you wonder why why do it at all if it's just going to make you look stupid in the long run, um, and not do anything to quash any of the rumors. I mean, if <laughs> if anything, the rumors have got worse since he's since he's come out and said all that stuff, um, and the players uh, on the pitch. I mean, you mentioned stuff's been going well, uh, just to sort of link it to going on to on the pitch. They they look like they're not playing from anymore. It's just, um, it's not good. And I think and he it, as
1: well, he looks like he's kind of given up at Aberdeen, in, in a sense, um, even going back to... That, that it's, thing it's, about
2: not even knowing yeah. the
0: team
1: today was really
0: bad. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just doing himself no favours either, so I, I don't know. It, it, it It's not good. Um, the, <laughs> to put it bluntly, it's really... It stinks, and uh, if it turns out to be true, then uh,
2: <laughs> if know. it turns oh, well. if it turns out to be true, it's a sad state of affairs because this sort of professional, profound manager that he's built himself up to be in Aberdeen over the last four or five years, um, his time at the club will be totally tarnished, and everything he's done will be forgotten by Aberdeen fans as he's sort of wangled a move to Rangers by the looks of it to the sort of your normal football punter. Um, it's um, there's definitely more to it, in my opinion. I think that's what some of these rumors are, um, and it's just as you say, it's not good, and it needs it needs to end.
1: Just something to point out as well, because I don't know if I'm been a wee bit harsh on Rangers here. Well, I don't know, probably not. But like, if if it was as simple as McInnes, well, uh, Kashinia leaves and Rangers make a approach straight away. Uh, to that he accepts. I don't think there's this big thing about it. The, the, the agree, thing that doesn't agree. sit well is the fact that he's literally went into this match and a deal's maybe already, well, a gentleman's agreement's already been in place. That's that's the thing that's the issue here. Uh-huh. Um, it's not the fact that um, we maybe have it in for Rangers or whatever. Um,
2: no, but, but I mean, obviously, but also it, we so. do. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, that's the thing. Uh, it totally calls into no, no. question the integrity and professionalism of Derek McInnes and the integrity of the games themselves if McInnes is in the dugout of who he's going to become the rivals of in the next few, few days. It, it, the whole thing just doesn't make sense. Now, now, boys, we can, still, we can still have it in for Rangers and say they're completely
0: incompetent and they couldn't organise this. That's why it's <laughs> taken this long, OK? It doesn't have to be anything sinister going on. Eh, uh, Right. Do you want to move on or do just keep talking about McInnes for the rest of the podcast?
1: Nah, I'm it's sure we'll be talking okay, to... talk,
2: talk about McInnes, okay. we'll talk, we'll <laughs> talk about... The,
1: in the room for every single game. Yes. Like to McInnes.
2: We'll talk about him next week when he's um, been beaten his first game as Rangers manager. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. uh, can we very briefly just go back to the game?
0: Uh, I love Danny Wilson's header. Yeah. I didn't
1: <laughs> I thought it was, I was a brilliant header actually it was one of those I mean, we've, we've actually kind <laughs> of similar
0: to the Louis Mote one wasn't oh, it we was really lucky like,
1: with like all these brilliant headers I don't know what's it's quite funny because it's kind of a time where there's a, a lot of media spotlight on uh, heading the ball as well but I um, that's some good headers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> both <laughs> both Rangers goals are exact carbon copies of the Motherwell goals scored at Pataudry the other week yeah. there as well um, it was a very strange um, but I think they highlighted it on the sports scene. Considine's just left with two people at the back post. Um, and it sort of goes to highlight the defensive problems that Aberdeen are having at the minute and they don't seem to be addressing them despite it happening week in, week out. So there you go. We did actually talk about some of
0: the football in this game. Uh, right, moving on. Speaking of another game we're probably not going to talk about any of the football that happened... Heart of Midlothian 1, Hamilton Academical won.
1: Uh, we can talk man. about the football, but. <laughs> like, so, like you yeah. always say, well, what did Hamilton bring to the league? This. This. This is rugby. What, <laughs> this is Rug- uh, rugby. Just this premium bait that they've been unloading to both sides <laughs> of the Edinburgh, <laughs> Edinburgh Divide is, uh, <laughs> it's just been brilliant, right?
0: oh my god very okay uh, you know Jamie Walker scored a brilliant three kick Oh yeah yeah Thomas scored a header equalised Brandon was saying
1: off. Uh-huh. this is ridiculous and it's been totally blown over by everything else that's going on like this is a straight red card it's just held with the guy in the face <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, I I mean, like, did you Boy hear the Mark Cannon in a, cannon a good position to see it Wait. Like,
0: did you hear the Martin Cannon interview him? He was just like, I don't really care if it's a straight red card. i I'd be I, kind of annoyed. Yeah. Like, I'd be kind of annoyed if he wasn't on a book and, and that was a yellow
1: card. I mean, Cannon, Cannon did uh, stick up for McKinnon in his interview as well. He actually stuck up for all his players for not losing their eye, which I found, uh, I don't know, like, because I suppose in a sense they've, they've, they've not, but like they've still kind of initiated it. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know. That's interesting,
0: Right, okay. Uh, Darren McKinnon against Austin McPhee, right, okay. Which is what we, what we all care about, really. Um, now, I've seen, like, who's in, the, who's in the wrong, who's in the right. Nobody's, nobody's in the right. Nobody's in, this, in the right in this entire situation. I think it's, it's an absolute shambles on everyone's
2: part. <laughs> I, th- I think it's just a whole load of something over absolutely nothing. I, I really do. I didn't think there was absolutely. I mean, McKinnon's kind of trips. While he's trying to get a ball and stumbles into McPhee and he falls over, and then <laughs> all, everyone just all, sort Also,
1: of... McPhee brings him to the ground because he's trying oh, to oh, use yes, his ground yes. game jiu-jitsu skills against. Like
2: <laughs> if that's what you want to believe, Kemp, you can uh, believe that. <laughs> but then everyone kind of just used it as an excuse to get raging and start fighting each other. It was a very. <laughs> Even so. the police officer behind them, which I loved as well. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a wholly s- um surreal experience it looked like, didn't it?
1: A, a special mention to Paul Gallagher as well, uh, It was fucking raging. He was at so what? angry like why did that, the football like or oh, the uh, oh, rival team have just scored, uh, and you're right next to segregation angry, he was you know seething. <laughs> <laughs> so tried,
2: what was he actually raging at? I tried to have a wee <laughs> I've no actually, actually
1: no idea. I think um, I can't remember the on player, but he had a go at somebody. Um, and it wasn't Paul Gallagher because Paul Gallagher was going to stick it up for him. And then I don't know, he just went mental. And the police going of took him to his And he was still going mental. Because <laughs> like, to be fair, everyone else, like when the police got involved, all that, like, all right, I can't do a wee bit. And, like, and then Paul Gallagher doesn't give a fuck. He's still just going at it. like. And, uh, <laughs>
2: The Tink Castle dugout has a reputation for scenes, um, and it's good to see that with the new <laughs> but, main stand that has continued. And it
1: looks, the legacy lives on. And if we're yeah. the new one with uh, this absolute uh, of bombstone of, of a of a bro, um, I also think that this
0: this overshadows the fact that Craig Levine got sent to the stand for deciding not to walk towards Bobby Madden. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that wee sarcastic clap as well. When he, <laughs> when he was getting, oh, he's just a prick
2: <laughs> Do you want to uh, talk about his comments about Michael Stewart during the week?
1: Oh, that was. Yeah. N- wait, like, I, I am. This, he's not, he's, he's not at all. I'm not his biggest <laughs> fan, and I think everyone knows that, but that was just genius. Like, the, the, the one pound thing, he was the biggest waste of money. <laughs> that's, that's an amazing quote. Like,. No,
0: it's hilarious, but like, it's it's like, it's hilarious how like wound up he clearly is. By
1: oh it. yeah, oh yeah, like he's like he's the fact quail, that he he actually in touch sat with the BBC Aye. Of, Aye. of this quote. <laughs> That's not something you just normally say. You come out. No, of with that. he's yeah. definitely sat down and thought, "Who can I get back?" at Michael, like, he's, he's <laughs> he he's sat down and he's he, he's looked up certain uh, words and phrases and stuff, and I, I don't know. He's definitely, he's definitely, he's definitely got it in for Michael like, I, ah, I know.
0: Like, it, it was just like, it's got that. all the smackies of it. I'm, I'm, I'm not, in fact, mad. I am, in fact, laughing in this situation, kind of yeah, all, all over it, man. Like, it's just like, oh, I love it. I love him. Like, I love
2: him. Like, I th- I think football, you should. Yeah, I think you should spend more time thinking about his team than you should do looking up phrases because they are absolutely <laughs> rancid at the minute. <laughs> I mean, what... That's six games without a win and then they've not even won in their beloved new Tynecastle um, and they've played who is it Went now? On. Partick, Ross County and Hamilton. I mean, come on.
1: And they're also unbeaten at Tynecastle this season. Yes, that's true.
2: Right. If that's your agenda you You're can... Uh, if that, but, uh, The return to Tynecastle is meant to be their, their saviour and return them to the top half of the table if you will um, and they look more like contenders for relegation as I have previously pointed out at the minute than doing anything towards the top end of the table well, I mean look, they, are st- uh,
0: they are still sixth
2: they are also three points off a relegation playoff spot That
0: that is true that is very true
2: <laughs> which further fuels my fire to my statement last week where they will get relegated this season <laughs> Um, do we want to talk about like the actual game
0: or no I no. thought
1: Templeton was again really really good in this game yeah
0: I know it's, I know I, I know we, all, we always talk about it, and I can of shoehorn in talking about him every week but I know I, again it's it's just good to see him being a baller it's just nice to see
1: a player actually be consistently good way like, there's a lot of players will maybe show you about a, a glimpse of something especially in Scotland Um and then you'll have the odd person that'll maybe um do it on a consistent basis but Templeton's proven to be the odd exception at the moment and he's I don't know if he, he, I'm i am not sure what the contract situation is with Akis, like if it's a short term deal or whatever but I'd be surprised if he's, maybe there's maybe not other clubs looking at him I, I know that's a, a bit of a cop out to say when it comes to Hamilton saying well all the players are going to leave or whatever but um, I don't know, I, I, I think he's formed definitely warrants um, I think can keep it up, that is, but he's certainly yeah. been showing no steam, shown no uh, signs of uh, stopping that so far.
0: I mean, and a lot of the games we've been talking about, you know, he's been involved in the goals, you know, scoring them, setting them up, or just generally being a threat. I mean, another one set up in this game. So I mean, it's again, he's on a very good run of form. Who knows what happen in January? Maybe teams will look at him. Maybe they won't. Probably not. But <laughs> but you know, it's 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 good to see a guy like Templeton playing as well as yes. And I think shout out to Jamie Walker free kick because that was very good. Hmm.
1: Yeah. I, Again, I think,
0: confirming I think... confirming our theory that Hearts can only score from outside. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, no, but just in terms of Templeton, I mean, the whole move was just so he could put himself in the short window to begin with. So, I suppose he's doing that. So, <laughs> I'm just mm. happy about. It you want to uh, move on.
2: I think it was uh interesting to note how no, no. Em- empty tin castle looked as well. Mm. It looked um pretty quiet by all accounts.
0: This is this is my this is my theory these run of home games are not going to be good. Mm. Not for not going to be happy and I know we've talked about this before that uh like Levine will have as much time as he needs and all this kind of stuff and I think this run-of-home game there's going to be serious pressure on them.
2: It's see them winning. <laughs> well, I mean, they have a tough run of games next. I mean, they have Celtic coming up. Um, <clears throat> we play them pretty soon. If Levine, if Levine breaks the streak, that's,
0: that's gold. I say that as a Celtic fan. That's absolute gold if that happens. Oh, he, won't, he won't even be in the stand, will he?
1: Oh, God. Ah, yeah, he can't break it down. You won't even be there. Nah, no. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Right, okay. Um right, let's move on. Uh, to to uh to St Johnson losing at home to Kilmarnock.
1: They're also another team that could be relegated. Oh. By, uh, uh, Ryan's heart's logic.
0: Yeah, um I mean St Johnson not able to field their whole the their, their starting eleven or they preferred starting eleven because their players weren't at the ground because of the, the A9. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, A nine.
1: Um road accident actually.
0: On the A nine. Okay. No, we blame the road, because the road is like the deadliest road in Britain. It's not Oh, okay, no. I see. Right, okay. So it's physically at the tarmac's fault. Um But yeah, like that shouldn't it shouldn't that shouldn't mean you lose because you're St Johnson and you're at home like, and that's, that's a difficult place to go. Trademark, whatever.
1: That doesn't, <laughs> uh, that doesn't mean that Scott and could completely fucks up um, <laughs> a pass back to the keeper and then uh, Kelly got a corner and then Liam Craig scuffs the ball and it goes under his foot at the back post.
2: <laughs> How has he missed that as well? It's like
1: <laughs> He's not even looking at the ball, I don't think.
2: Watching <laughs> just... him trying to kick that is like doing uh, football in secondary school um, PE with like people who are so inept, any form of hand-eye coordination. <laughs> um, that's like what well, that was watching. That was just it was so
1: bad. So, so, it's so like bad. you near the ball. It's not like he because yeah. I said scuff there. He actually didn't even touch it. Like. No, <laughs> just a big swipe. Ah, and...
0: uh, yeah. It's like an inability to kick a ball yeah. with for a guy who is a professional footballer. That's not great. Um, however, there was there was hope for St Johnson, Stephen McLean scoring, you know,
1: as he does. It was a really good ball in, actually, Phil. Mm. Um, good link up between them both.
0: Yeah, and then one of, I mean, a, a, a guy that will live on in, a, in my memory like, forever, Eamon Brophy. That's his first goal for
1: Kilmarnock, isn't it? Yes. yes. Although he should have been two, to be honest with you.
0: Mm. Uh, He's one of my favourites just because of the, the Celtic Hamilton game at Parkhead that was eight one. And I think Celtic are seven nil up or something like that. And even Brophy scored for Hamilton and then just ran over to the Hamilton fans and gave it a big like a big fist pump. Like, yes, get in like that. And just like that that's I, I think just because they didn't go bottom on goal difference or something like that. I think Celtic had to win by eight goals and have or had to no. They had to win by less than uh whatever it was, like eight goals or whatever, and Hamilton wouldn't go bottom. And because that goal it basically meant that Hamilton wouldn't go bottom that night and he just gave it a big fist pump and remember thinking like that's that's great. Like, that's what you want to see. You've conceded six, but you're still you're still giving it all day when you score. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. legends. Uh, <laughs> they probably should have had more. I mean I think they probably should have had a penalty in this game as well. Come on up.
1: Definitely. Um Stephen Thompson <laughs> actually I don't know why he says this, but he says it because uh, Chris Boyd is blocking John Beaton's view <laughs> because he's basically a fat fucker apparently. So, um <laughs> I, But uh, no, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a penalty. I don't think there's any doubt at all.
0: Mm. Which, you know, would, assuming they score, it should be a more comprehensive victory for Kamarnock, mm. which they'll be very pleased considering what
1: the hell happened last week. Yeah, I I think, well, it was almost like you, you did expect a bit of a reaction from Kelly um, after last week. But um, I I think it was just, second half in particular, very, very comfortable for uh, Kelly. Um, as I pointed it before, Brophy had a real, real good chance. He rounds the keeper, does all the kind of, does all the hard work and then just kind of fluffs his chance right at the end. Um, but um, aye it's a, a real good performance from Kelly and um, well worth the three points uh, but something I want to uh, point out about this game is the fact that you know how the the sports team streak of them failing to get post-match uh, manager interviews has continued because they didn't speak to Tommy Wright after the game it was sh- Joe say instead <sighs> so Man. You know. oh and it's also uh, out, out of the 15 points I think that Kelly have had this season 13 of them have came on the road (gasps) Mm. which is a pretty mental start
0: yeah because you would consider for like there's that kind of like I don't know if it's a cliche or not but it's that kind of thing of just like if a team's in a relegation fight you need to win as many home games as you possibly can and then if you pick something up on the road that's good whereas Kelly seemed to be doing the complete opposite it's like okay we're we're picking up wins and draws away from home and we're maybe getting something at home which is weird to say the least er uh, yeah I mean this is we're going to kind of briefly talk about general bottom of the table stuff I think later on but sees them go just just above the playoff spot which is which is mental because like you know recent times have been on good form but everyone around about them has kind of been on good form we'll talk about I mean Dundee later on but it's it's just strange to see them you know they've been picking up points on a consistent basis and they're still they're still 10th <laughs> so yeah um, yeah I mean we're just kind of paying lip service to every other game in the Premiership aren't we because of the amount of time we've spent talking about Aberdeen uh, do you want to move on do you want to pay lip service to the Celtic game
1: yeah why not
0: yeah sure uh, Celtic 5 level 1 uh, third of three games, uh, or three game series, as we'll call it. Uh, Edward scoring a hat trick. I mean, that just that just came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it really did, and I think, like, though I get even more conspiracy on uh, this podcast. But I think that was maybe partly why um, the second goal, or his, or his second goal, happened. Just because, like, because they did just they were, he was given too much time in the ball. Uh, right outside the box there was no pressure from the mother defenders and throughout the game they were just pressing Celtic um, they give him so much time and he just slots it away I, I don't think they're expecting him to sort that ball away to be honest with you no I mean it's, um,
0: in a sense he's a completely unknown quantity so you don't yeah. you don't know where he's a guy it's like he's got really good close control okay he's, he's fast but he doesn't have good close control the guy's just you know a target man You've no idea what people have got no idea what to expect from him I mean he looks fast but like that's that's really all we've seen but if you're saying from from this game he was in the right place at the right time twice and then obviously he's second goals up. it's a good finish but it seems
1: strange everyone kind of just backs off of him yeah right, so that's my kind of theory there but I think there is more to it than um, mm. just that but uh, I I thought Celtic I wasn't at the game um, you were but um, from the kind of uh, sounds of things I thought it was a really decent performance from Celtic um, I think we've finally figured out um, after there's now been the third game against we'll Mother how to actually play against them well I suppose we've, we we knew it anyway but um, we've uh, finally By playing a second yeah, yeah you, just, you
0: just fall over fall over in the box and, uh, that's basically yeah um, I was really disappointed uh, there was no penalty <laughs> in this game
1: <laughs> yeah I know I know I think everyone was kind of caught for that but um, yeah. no I thought um you talked about it briefly in sports season, about how Ayer um, was brought in basically just to kind of push Motherwell forward and I think it worked really, really well Um I thought aye, I, th- I thought Celtic were excellent especially as you consider it was a second string team I think it was six changes from uh, the midweek games so aye, it was uh, excellent uh, performance from Celtic For- Forrest with his 10th goal of the season as well that deserves yeah a-
0: which Mentioned. Which that's the first time he's actually done that. So, all the talk about in breaking that last week just completely irrelevant. That's <laughs> him now away oh, and clear. So, that's the first time he's done that. Which, you know, <laughs> he's he's probably going to be a big player for Celtic for the rest of the season because I think Roberts has been sent back down to Man City um, with his, the done, injury that yeah. he picked up yeah. uh, during the week. So, you know, there's a lot of people saying, you oh, know, well, with Roberts there, you know, Forrest is going to have to step up his game be interesting to see if he keeps stepping up his game uh,
1: with I, I, I Roberts I think we... a, sh- a shoe in now I, I don't see mm. how he can't be starting games or at least the big games for Celtic um, even this game when McGregor and Forrest came on they, they gave the whole team a lift mm. um, I, 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 just, I I think he's a first choice um, I think guys like Hayes um, who also had a very good game you can maybe argue there that Roberts has kinda gone go might get more I've, chances I've, I've,
0: I would say he had his best game in a Celtic jersey I wouldn't say he had a very good game I, I didn't really quite get that with the sports scene stuff mm. thought it was good but I thought there were other I mean I thought there were other guys in the park that played better than him but I don't just know,
1: I, I just found it interesting because I saw something on Twitter where it was like because uh, uh, Johnny Hayes was putting the lights on or switching the lights on <laughs> time, and then some guy was saying how he basically Celtic would just basically signed uh, the best player out with uh, well Celtic um, just to switch on Lennox Town's uh, Christmas lights um, and I thought it funny how he kind of got a bit of plaudits for uh, his promise uh, on Saturday but obviously yeah Gamble, you're just happy for him to keep switching on Christmas lights so okay <laughs>
0: well Vine and I briefly had a chat about this uh, and it'll be interesting to see what your what your take on is. this the list. Uh, would you take the money that Celtic spent on Hayes from to go back to Aberdeen <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I well, it's a hypocrite, it's have just been talking the guy off. Um, <laughs> no, nah,
0: like after that game, probably probably not, but... Yes
2: or no? Yes or
1: no? Yes or no? Yes or no? I mean, me actually seen him in the flesh, yes. However, I've not seen this game properly, So, and by the sounds of things he had a good game, so I'm going to sit in the fence of Eva mm. and not give an answer. Um,
0: I mean, just, just very briefly. I mean, we all, all come on to Motherwell, but um, just kind of briefly talking about something that we've managed to... Just the nature of the podcast being on a Sunday. It's not because Celtic have been getting humped every single time. But just to the nature of the podcast being on a Sunday. We haven't really talked about Celtic in Europe. They've um, got a game coming up against Anderlecht. <laughs> um, if they don't lose 3-0, they go into the Europa League. Uh, Lewis, Are they going to lose 3-0? And can you see some of the players from this game getting a start midweek?
1: Uh, tough to say. I think I'll. Uh, why there's six changes is probably because uh, he's got his eye on uh, the midweek. It's, I, I don't know, like, a lot of City fans are almost taking for granted the fact that we'll be in, we'll, we'll have European football after Christmas, we we'll could be in the Europa League, we'll give it a good go. I think a lot of people have almost forgotten that this. have well, not forgotten, I think mean, that's harsh, but because obviously it'll be a huge game and I think there will be a good atmosphere in that but I I, I don't know it's just I've got that kind of feeling that maybe some people are t- taking it for granted uh, somewhat um, kind, of, kind of similar to the Gladback game yeah but then uh, I, I don't know I, I, it's it's, I don't know. it's not out
0: with the realms of possibility Celtic lose this 3-0 because oh, they, they don't they don't not lose games home anymore
1: <laughs> yeah which is which is a thing yeah, sadly, it's a bit so worrying. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to think Celtic won't lose three um, <laughs> now. I don't know. Uh, I got I be a tougher game than Fokker I expected. expect uh, as well will so. say.
2: Mm.
0: Ryan, do you want to give? Do you want to give any opinion on Celtic's European game they've got coming up? Um. Yes. Okay. Okay.
2: Oh, I said yes.
0: <laughs> OK, fine, OK. was just taking your tone to move on, but OK.
2: Nah, my tone's just been set for the day earlier today, so nah, don't, don't to, read into to. that too much. Uh, I, ju- uh, I disagree with Kemp. I can't really see Celtic losing 3-0. Um, they've sort of turned up when it matters this year, and I expect them to again. Um, and hopefully, being in Europe after Christmas, I mean, their eye is taken off the proverbial ball, um, and they lose... Domestically. Hmm. Um. Right.
0: Moving on to moving on to Motherwell. Um. Do you know that? There's kind of this kind of reminded me of like baseball, like playing th- a team three yeah, times in I, the I row I knew
1: you're gonna say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it is mental. How in baseball, it's just kind of like oh yeah, you can play three team a uh, team three times in a row, and it's just like oh you know whatever. Whereas. Like there were stages in this game where Mother will just look pissed off. Like I, just, I can't be bothered with this anymore. Like <laughs> I, I know that the the on and remember Robinson saying this after the game, you know, we don't have as big a squad as that so we can't make as many changes, but they they must be they must just be delighted to get us out of the way because of <laughs> non- footballing-related issues or footballing-related issues of the results of the games themselves. They probably will just be happy to move on from this now. Burl- Burrows-related issues. Aye, mm. well. Ah, that was interesting, wasn't it, I'm bringing that up in the press conference?
1: Brendan Rogers truth-talker. Mm. Nah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I suppose you would be... I, I don't think football, or well, Scottish football, at least, works like baseball. Um, I don't think teams can... <laughs> Not that they can't handle it, but like it's just it's like, dodgy just, deals
2: going on in the background.
1: Ah, true. Yeah. Well, it's funny that like there's been a good parallel with the whole Aberdeen Rangers thing and obviously Celtic. Motherwell. um, <laughs> I suppose not, it, it I creates like, a I st- like the double header thing. I, yeah. I'd like to see the double header thing. I don't mind the third game. I think it's just maybe too much. Uh, personally,
2: personally, I'm against the double header thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure, but um, I think I, I agree with what you're saying. I think Motherwell will be quite happy to see the back of Celtic. Um, I think after the
2: last couple of games, um, how you mentioned they look kind of fed up. I think if the games had sort of come round uh, the opposite way, if you know what I mean, with the Cup final last, uh, Celtic Park first, um, it might almost have worked in Motherwell's favour but I think with Celtic Park being last and then the chances of them getting something there being very small, um, I think I think being fed up is a, a warranted enough feeling for the mother team.
0: I mean, I will just briefly as a final note, I will say it's probably the best performance I've seen at Celtic Park in terms of actually being able to put the ball in it. I mean, obviously the parallel is with uh, the Astana game, 5-0, but like, Celtic haven't done that to many Scottish teams at home this season to, to um, any team really yeah in mean, Europe so, it's
1: been absolutely well I suppose obviously the earlier qualifiers wasn't too bad for
0: well the earliest the qualifier player. wasn't too bad Sorry, yeah, Rosenberg was, was pretty shite saying that. <laughs> But uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see if that Celtic kind of turned a corner in terms of their home form I mean I say that but I mean they are like sitting top of the league and they haven't lost a game so you know so shut up. <laughs> yes. Uh, right, okay, we'll start talking about Celtic. Let's talk about Ross County Dundee. <gasps> right, the quality of goals in this game I thought were just outstanding. The O'Hara yeah. goal was just brilliant. Just like, ah, fuck it. Just blast it into the bottom corner. And the back 2
1: Eagles just class. I love the back two-a-goal, although I think... I'm not really sure what the county keeper is doing <laughs> I <don't laughs> think he shouldn't be going out that far but I, I do really like it the first thing I thought I think well, what a what, what finish that was really. mm. and he doesn't matter does just... his locker, but he just doesn't show it enough but I suppose what I was saying last week about how I felt uh, the Rangers result might be a bit of a fluke for Dundee. I don't know if that's the case at all because O'Hara again uh, also got the goal but he was lively um, and I back to his way officer with the goal. I thought Dunkey were excellent and I, I suppose this probably sh- shows that they were it wasn't just a one off.
0: Well they all they needed to do was score because Ross County don't score goals.
1: Yeah, I suppose. all <laughs> they the quite they looked a lot better with Eagles. I thought Eagles was pretty decent actually. Um, mm. a lot of thing. a lot of the kinda attacks, although um, there wasn't many. Uh, county attacks I thought a lot of it kinda went through him. Uh, but yeah,
0: i will be interesting to, to see if uh, just in a kind of general point about Dundee, it'll be interesting to see if this is kind of the way that McCann will set up the team to play because it looked, I mean, certainly from from what I saw of the game, it it looked like they were kind of set up to to hit on the counter attack, yeah. and obviously that will work if you can defend well. And my understanding with Dundee is they have not been able to defend well this season. <laughs> So, like, this will be interesting going forward to see if they apply this to other games, this kind of counter-attacking. It, it might just so, be a but... confidence
1: thing, because they've obviously not, uh, I mean, obviously they had the Kelly game, they got that Queen sheet, and I think that was, a lot of people kind of point to the Rangers, kind of, the one, and I, I think even, this runs almost now, I mean, it's three games, undefeated in three, they've got seven points, um... And I think a lot of it has started at that 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 Kelly game, just that clean sheet was so vital for them. And I think as you said, um they're maybe util- utilising this tactic and I think it's working because the defence has the because they get the kind of clean sheet against Kelly. Mm. I mean they've picked up basically like half the
0: points bar one uh, in the last two games, which is mental. <laughs> uh, yes, um, so Dundee looking okay which considering where they were earlier in the season is is, is pretty good but uh, yeah kind of just shitting all over we were talking about Ross County earlier on this this, this isn't great
1: <laughs> we were talking
0: about I mean uh, uh, like how good and organised and professional looking they were under Owen Coyle and now they just can't oh
1: yeah uh, yeah that's just like a lie from us uh, once again <laughs> another occasion will be so so wrong just yeah. completely wrong yeah I don't know. I I think it's... I still think the issue is going forward for them. They're not creating enough chances. uh, And of those chances they're creating, they're not putting them away. That's For me, as simple as that. Um, Obviously, you can be quite organised in defence, but you have a personnel there. I think... You could argue that I don't think the defence is any worse than uh, a lot of the teams in that kind of bottom bottom five. Um, But... I think it's just going forward. Um, I think very few teams would take county's attack uh, if they were to swap it with their own. Mm-hmm. And that's a good at Hamilton which is quite worrying. I'd mean, even have the biggest baller in the league, David
0: Templeton at Hamilton which is yeah. Well, Hamilton one have one.
1: D- it's been a kind of more recent turnaround, uh, and it's more to do with kind of recent rec- recruitment, but. Yeah so I suppose it is obviously January and I think I do expect to maybe bring in some that's
0: that's that's Ross County's goal time, isn't it? That's that's, it. A, that's a saving grace I think. Yeah. Um I mean have just generally talked around this game instead of talking about it, but I mean it does seem quite straightforward in terms of the result so I, I, I don't think <coughs> we've missed too much. Um let's talk about a game which had even less in it. Uh, part of the Thistle nil Hibs won.
2: Oh I forgot it was another game. <laughs> oh jeez.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, you
2: know, interesting I, I, week interesting week for Hibs. Yeah. Sorry, sorry Ryan. I I called this. My pal was heading to this game and I said, Don't bother going, it'll be the most boring game you've ever been to and Hibs all win one nil. <laughs> Can provide texts if uh, if need be. <laughs>
0: Um Yeah. i, I, I mean, I've only got one. had to be more interesting off, off the park,
1: but sorry. I've only I got one thing uh, written down for this game and it's uh Chirley is not at fault for the goal. I repeat he's not at fault for the goal.
0: Why why is the best goalkeeper in the league not at fault?
1: Uh, obviously it slips and that's just a miscalculation of his part, but um the goal the the ball's going into the net anyway, so it's not his fault. Okay, so there you go
0: I I really I, like, I really don't know what to <laughs> what to I,
1: I was mean, expecting someone just to, like, to, to bring it up so I think that's why I haven't uh, written it down uh, uh, I don't know
0: I mean I, I, did, I did feel like the hip stuff I mean Lennon fighting with Anthony Stokes again uh, was quite interesting Uh, but
1: yeah I I just don't know I think the fact that he said that I mean that like he expected more, like I suppose he's got a point because tabs had a lot of chances again, weren't put them away, but um, I don't know, like it wasn't a vintage performance or anything. If anything, I think maybe he played better the week before and he didn't get the three points. So Leno mm. needs to be careful what he wishes for.
0: Um, I suppose just a kind of a kind of general point. It just goes back to a talking point that I've been trying to push for about a year now in this podcast. Um, If Aberdeen are destabilised to the extent we might expect if McInnes goes, could you see them finishing second Hibs? Because this is what Lennon's saying. He's saying, I'm wanting Hibs up, pushing Rangers and Aberdeen for second place. And of course, the result, they're now back down to fourth, but the result did see them go third. I think it's possible...
1: I, I yes, think it's no. possible, yeah. Because um, I don't think... The, que- the question for me was more so... I mean, I don't think there's much between Rangers and Hibs. And if you say that, then a destabilised Aberdeen I don't think there's much between them either. Um, even at the moment there's, there's a point between all three of them. So I I, I mm. don't... I, I, think it's, I think it's fair to say, definitely. Um, I think Hibs have shown in the last couple of weeks, obviously Hamilton result aside, but on the whole they have seem to be picking up points against uh teams maybe should be beaten. Uh, I think that's a massive positive if they are to um finish second. It's definitely Ryan, you, what you, I'm saying, so
0: Ryan, are you at all worried about being overtaken by Hibbs?
2: Uh if we continue to play the way we are, um I'm not so I'm just worried about not finishing second, whether that be it to Rangers or Hibs, because I think they'll Undoubtedly, our Rangers already have um, overtaken us, but heavs won't be far behind if we continue to play the way we are. Um, I mean, the only hope that I can kind of look to is that this sort of form isn't unheard of for Aberdeen towards the end of um, a year. I mean, last year we had one win in five around December time, um, and the year before that we went six games without a win Uh between November and December Um, so whether Aberdeen are just experiencing that um, sort of Christmas blues kind of period um, and will come good again um, and it's got absolutely nothing to do with McInnes going to Rangers, um, we shall see Um, but if they continue to sort of play um, the way they are at the minute then uh, we'd be looking at fourth and that's just not acceptable
0: Mm. well it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see I mean I suppose we'll get a we'll get a very big indication of where Hibs will finish off after the next what three games because they've got Celtic at home and then Rangers at home and then Aberdeen at Pataudry that's our next three
2: so it'll be interesting to see what happens yep Working. Hibs and uh, will end Celtic's unbeaten run next night I think week. Lennon will do it I mean he almost yeah. did it and at Easter Road as well I think it all just adds up nicely A half and half scarf outside, mm. side everything like that you know mm. to,
1: to be fair Celtic I mean, street he is one done. person that can break it <laughs> if we're going to let someone break it then mm. we'd, we'd let uh, Hibs uh, would Lennon it? and uh, our great friends across would it down. yeah if we were uh,
0: going to lose the streak to anyone I'm glad it was Neil Lennon <laughs> fuck off
2: would being right. would getting beat by Hibs actually be losing the streak though
1: mm. just, just gaining an extra
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: game. Mm. Uh, yeah yeah just very briefly before we move on um, I realised that uh, I didn't just realise but like I thought it was a mental start, like Hibs haven't lost away from home in the league I mean it's not a made up star, I mean it is actually true. But like mm-hmm. I just thought that was quite impressive considering the fact they have been to you know, to
1: Parkhead and Ibrox already this season and, also consider the fact that uh Kelly Cow was uh, <laughs> talking up uh Hibbs' home form in the uh, season preview I think. Mm. Or, or maybe in one of the f- kind of first podcasts we've done this season, he was talking about how Hibbs were gonna be solid at home and it was gonna be a, a tough place to go.
0: Mm. And Which I fact, suppose the true to an extent. Well, not really. It,
1: it's, not really. No. And you're looking at there. We've lost three years ago.
0: Mm. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to do want to move on to the championship? Yeah. But right, I, I feel we should move on because I do feel that we owe an apology to a friend of the show, Mark Cherry. Uh, <laughs> Oh shit, did, uh, con- I totally forgot about that. who did who, who did contact the show to say I'm I'm looking to I'm looking to hear what your weekend tips are to avoid them at all costs to which we informed the St Mern fan that uh, we, we expected St Mern to pick up a win this weekend no we actually said I certainly don't think Dumbarton will win and I
1: mean so that's what, to- well, what yeah, you yeah, to that's is that you never back your own <laughs> team so what we're saying is don't bet <laughs> if you're using the never back your own team rule then we're essentially saying you should not bet this week.
2: I think you should follow football super tips and put on £8,000 every weekend but remember to gamble responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> um, we probably should talk about St Mirren
0: losing 1-0 at home to Yeah, A dire result. In terms of in terms of the uh, St Mirren or just the fact that Dundee United have gone top and this kills our patter?
2: No, just first of all on their own, I think. <laughs> Going top midweek um, and then to chuck it away against Dumbarton, um, Jack Ross, um, who many want to be the next Aberdeen manager. Um, mm, we, we will come on to that. Um, there's your link. We tried to get a link in for every game, so that's a link for this one. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
2: Thank you. Much appreciated. Uh, Yeah, I think i will just be raging at that. I think you would have looked at that. I mean, I know they did go down to ten men, but you'll be looking at that and thinking that's definitely three points dropped. Um, And I think results like that will be the reason St Mirren will not win the league.
1: (gasps) But then, I think everyone's losing daft games like that. Uh Aha, but you think wrong. You think wrong. Well, the United will throw out the bag. (laughs) I I thought um, Steve Aitken deserves a bit of credit, I think, for this one. Uh, for outsmarting Jack Ross who as we already mentioned is uh, going to replace Dan McInnes just uh, not I want to point out I don't know if you saw it but um, Stelios who got sent off for something else. yeah I've uh, seen it I know what you're going to say yeah. it's like the, the reaction it's like, so funny <laughs> <laughs> like, he's he so angry I've never seen a player get so angry and it's like the most blatant elbow it's even worse than the <laughs> The Hearts one, uh, the Jamie Brandon one, uh, it's in the middle of the park, there's no need for it, and uh, the referee can see, but he's right there, so yeah, uh, it's a, quite a funny, uh, funny incident there.
0: Right, yeah, Um. so I mean, this was twinned with Dundee United beating Dunfermline uh, 2-1, which, you know top-of-the-table top clash in a sense Dunfermline uh, would have moved within one point of United had they won this game uh, just before hey, Scott, Scott Fraser
2: right, sorry sorry, Ryan. just before you move on um, what would be great power is if Derek McInnes went to Rangers and then Aberdeen tapped up Jack Ross before the, the cup game against them um, <laughs> that'd be fantastic a nice
0: a nice wee parallel Um yeah, um, you know, just in general. I mean, a fantastic result for Dundee United against Dunfermline, and as a result, as a game, you know, coming up against a team roundabout, uh, you on the table, but to go clear at the top. I mean, a big boost for Shablažlo and 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 all that. I'm thinking of generic talking points, but I haven't actually seen the well, goals of this game. I Haven't been able to find them. So.
1: Uh, I was apparently quite a subdued atmosphere uh, after the game. Uh, I was looking at a few of the forums, and the film fans were kind of saying how they expected a bit more of a reaction from beating the quite a kind of close rival and going top. But I don't know. Maybe you Dun fans are just totally fed up. But, uh,
2: the plight of that club is quite something.
1: As yeah. mm. um, <laughs> a good result, though, yeah, I don't want them to make it. <laughs> I <anything. laughs> yeah, was just saying. Uh, uh, w- United, I mean, it's. it's,
0: it's, it's, it's Doom and gloom with the top of the league at the moment, beating new arrivals, but you know whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah, Morton absolutely clamping uh Breakin as well. That's that's another fantastic result for them. I mean, this is the thing with Morton. I mean, I know they had a very good season last year and people aren't maybe expecting them to replicate it this year, but I mean they are they are leveling points at Dunfermline now. They're they're round the top of the, the table, the playoff spots. Um it's not possible they finish in them again.
1: year. <laughs> I think the reason why a lot of people aren't really this isn't even a modern thing; it's more a general thing. The reason why be people aren't ex- as excited about the kind of playoffs and whatever is because I just don't think anyone realistically thinks whoever wins the playoffs will or whoever faces the kind of Premiership team they, mm. they won't go through that way. I think a lot of people are kind of thinking this. Mm. This was or, the, uh, or, or, this was something or, I, was I was gonna. gonna... This First is something I was going to
0: come on and talk and talk about. I was gonna, I was gonna say like with the form of teams in the bottom half of the Premiership and how they're all looking. Um, <laughs> just in general, my my theory was that basically only a Dundee Dundee United game would see a team come up from the Championship.
1: Yeah, I I totally go on with that. I mean, I, I suppose I suppose season it went up. A lot of folk weren't expecting it, but. Unless it's maybe like a team just devoid of any confidence, mm. uh, a, la, a kind of heart, so sort whatever, of, and get maybe dragged into it late, uh, even St Johnston as well, because obviously they're still a level in points. I, I can't see, I don't know, I, I, just, I, I don't, I think that's maybe why people aren't really talking about it as much. Because uh, I think we have kind of discussed this a wee bit before in the pod about how um, there's not, I, I, a lot of people kind of don't fancy whoever. What finishes kinda of top of the playoffs um to go up but yeah I think that's maybe the reason behind it. But I think it's your original point obviously Morton I think really really good result. Um obviously breaking up people them to the whipping boys hasn't really well has been the case but it's not been there's not been not too to many extent. Yeah, yeah, there's not been too many four one results so uh aye, good result from that
0: and I suppose we should right we should talk about we should talk about um Queen of South Inverness. Should we? Um Well, we should because John Robertson's Why? raging. Well, because John Robertson's raging, and I want to kinda of just briefly talk about this to, to people. Uh, <laughs> they were they were involved in the, the A9 fiasco or crash or whatever the hell it was. And they they had to spend what was it, fourteen hours in the bus going to the game? Oh, as yeah, very aye.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, right, so he is absolutely raging that the game wasn't Postponed. Now it kind of, <laughs> kind of fits into a wee bit of a theme. He's made reference to the fact that you know Celtic and Rangers postpone games for friendlies. Mm-hmm. Um, slightly different circumstances, but. Um, it also kind of fits into the harsh part of the thistle game of just games just not getting or being postponed maybe at the last minute but yeah. not really. Um, it was. It was quite interesting. Just how. Raging, he was <laughs> like,
1: I, I was just, this game just shouldn't have gone ahead. So, see, when you put it that way, I think you, you've got a great point, to be honest with you. The SPFL, they've set a precedent there. Um, maybe not, like, the whole Celtic friendlies thing is ridiculous. Um, for, the, for the first year they had done it, because, well, the first year, year they've done it, it was because the season was starting a bit earlier and, hang on, a lot of these friendlies had already been announced. Huh. Or, or, was that or, beyond the Vermont friendly? Yeah, or the well, Liverpool friendly. Oh, I think it might be the one the Liverpool one. Uh, I'm not too sure, but anyway, whatever friend it was had it, been organised beforehand. That's fair enough, I think, in that circumstance. For it to continue year after year was nothing short of absolutely shambolic. Um, but I think the heart situation is one where I have a lot of sympathy for because, as you said, it was right up to the like, it was it was right up to the. Um, was it 8 o'clock on the Saturday it got announced? Uh, and it wasn't uh, properly it's the sun, announced. It's the Sunday, they the playing Sunday, on the yeah. Sunday. Yeah, so it's just. I, I've got a lot of sympathy for them there. Um, and I think if it was a bigger club than maybe if something would have happened. Or if it, if it was you, in the Premiership, something might have happened. Because I, I think it was me that actually pointed out that if it was a lower league team, nothing would have happened. Um, but suppose even the Championship is, is exactly the same. You could argue
2: the game never went ahead. <laughs> Suppose it was nothing each. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But
0: anyway, that was my point. Yeah. It's just cute hearing from John Robertson. Uh. Right. So yeah, we should uh, we should move on to to League One. Uh, yeah, A United and Wraith Rovers winning their games. I mean, they are beating Albion Rovers 3 2. Wraith Rovers beating Aloe Athletic 2 1. Um, it keeps the title race going. I mean, they're, they aren't dropping. E- either team aren't dropping many points.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> a real, real good result from there. Um, especially given how the game went. I think uh, Albion had actually. <clears throat> But obviously equalised, was one each. Um, yeah, took the lead again and then the uh, well, Auburn equalised straight <laughs> yeah, after them. Yeah, so, immediately, yeah. Uh, I think it was actually, well, the goal was 73 minutes, 75 minutes, 77. So uh, a lot of goals in that kind of wee period of the game. But yeah, it's a real, real good result for me. I think, in particular. Um, Wraith also deserves a bit of credit, but um, I think yeah, because a lot of people were maybe expecting him to fall away a wee bit, um, hasn't happened as of yet and uh, yeah it's been just a real real good runner for form. obviously still three points ahead but Wraith have the game in hand because of the whole uh off so, uh, yeah score um, yeah good result for you.
0: yeah I mean I suppose the nature of the, the League One I mean would you would just as a kind of general point uh, would you fancy the team that finishes second in League One to get promoted just because of how different the playoffs are and League 1 to the Championship compared to the Championship to uh, the Premiership it depends
1: again on the run of form the team's going on I think last year right. th- <clears throat> were again devoid of a lot of confidence um, and I think a lot of that the kind of the form they went on is, is why they went down um, it's difficult to say um, if it's Falkirk and nothing really changes other than I'm still being ahead of Breakin which I probably expect um, yeah I, I think it, it could be possible as, uh, yeah. as crazy as that sounds um, because I think a lot of times people just expect because there may be bigger teams in the championship um, they'll get the they'll get there in the end, they'll get the kind of win out of the bag but um, if you get no confidence it doesn't matter how big the team yeah, the team is I think they still in a lot of trouble yeah, we've seen that in the past I think um definitely a, a much bigger chance of uh, a team getting promoted from League One to championship than uh championship to premiership.
0: Mm. Um just very briefly looking at some of the other results. Um Strenra beating up both 2 1, um which you know for that kind of for the playoff sports, you know, is a it's, a it's a very good result. Uh, for Stren just kind of keeping them in touch. Uh, I suppose the other one that kind of jumps out is Erdogan's actually winning the game of football um, like officially we've managed to check this from several sources I mean not you know <laughs> the official sources and not just their official website um, and I know Lewis Forfer were doing okay but it's been a not you know they were doing okay with the new manager coming in but then yeah. it's kind of been weighed up evenly two wins and two losses now
1: yeah, uh, it's not been... I don't know, it's been It's been difficult uh, for fourth. Or I think. A lot of people uh, do expect them to go down, um, but I suppose saving grace for them, Queen's Park are still struggling a wee bit, although they obviously got the win at uh, the weekend, um, so maybe that's not fortunate for them, after all. Mm. But they had been on, uh, I think it was a four-game uh, losing streak, Queen's, uh, before, the, before that one, uh, against East Fife. Which is an odd surprise one because he's feyfer and a good runner form as well. Mm.
0: Um. I feel like I feel like we should move on to Scottish League Two, and uh, we were
1: going to do the Lewis tell us the game. You were at this weekend, but you oh, can. Yeah. Nah, uh, second week in a row. <laughs> uh, the game I was meant to go into was postponed, so um, yeah, uh, it's quite. It's actually really disappointing. I was quite looking forward to my wee trip to Killinbeath, but that never happened. Uh, got to speak to Brown Ferguson though and he said some interesting things but eh uh,
0: yeah will, will, will you reveal it on the podcast or are we just going to leave it eh uh,
1: we might I don't know we might have that on one um, of our league specials because there was <gasps> good stuff there but uh, yeah keep uh, keep tuned
0: Okay. Um I suppose kind of looking generally at uh, <laughs> at league 2 um I mean, Montrose drawing drawn with Clyde. I mean, I know Montrose are top of the league, but that was just an absolute stick on, isn't it? Like, Clyde, they're just going to draw every game from now until the end of eternity. <laughs> For
1: Clyde. They'll um... lose, they'll,
0: they'll lose, they'll lose next week, or win, probably. They won't draw after seeing this, but I Just drawing <sighs> games. It's what they do.
1: Yeah, it does, it does seem to be a bit of a theme, uh, Clyde, uh, this season. Has now four, Draws in the bounds for them, um, which is a pretty stunning run of for uh, form uh, or not form, depending on your point of view. Uh, but Ironman shows, I think, have been doing quite well recently, so it's maybe a bit of a surprise to see them uh, draw at Clyde, given obviously I had a, a few difficult fixtures of late. But uh, it's, not, it's not the worst thing, I suppose, especially given Clyde draw all their games. So there's not, there's not much you can expect, really. Than
0: draw and I suppose two of the other big results uh, Barrett Rangers picking up a win um, against Sterling and Annan winning 2-0 you know that kind of keeps think, them in touch yeah, with the playoff I, I think that's,
1: that, that's a key thing for those uh, two sides I mean
0: Annan were run that streak of drawing games all the time and they finally picked up a win so well, a hope f- yet for
1: Clyde unlike <laughs> Clyde um, when they draw games they don't Really, lose goals. Obviously, it doesn't make sense this week given Clyde got a clean sheet, but um, and <laughs> overall, they, I, mean, they got, I think they've got the second best or the joint best um, defensive record in the league. Because see the, the joint least amount of goals with Montrose are obviously first, um, and then after that, I think it's Stenhouse Muir. So, um, they've obviously done really, really well defensively. It's just going goals, I think, which has maybe been the issue, um, but. I think for both Annan and Anne Berwick it was quite imperative that they maybe won this week if they had any hopes and aspirations to uh, be in the playoff mix but um I think I think the top 5 is probably who I can expect to be in there um I, I do it is it's quite interesting that there's only two points between the top 5 and Annan and Berwick but I do think come kind of January time that top 5 might... Move away a wee bit, especially as there's been a few games postponed and whatnot. Feel that like Annon and
0: Berwick are going to be kind of left in the wilderness.
1: I think they'll be the kind of mid-table duo. I can't see them getting relegated, but equally I can't really see them uh, get promoted either. But I suppose things can change. January's coming up in terms of uh, the transfer market, so anyone.
0: Hmm. Very, and I feel that should kind of wrap up our coverage of actual games of football that were played. Uh, let us move on to questions and comments Um, and I say questions and comments but uh, it's mainly just Callum Scott asking a question and then everyone just piling in Uh, so Callum's asked who do Rangers go for when Dale ends up at Rangers
2: well as we know we don't comment on speculation on this podcast Mm.
0: Mm, Okay.
2: (laughs) I don't know My, my, my pick is Paul Lambert
0: So you wouldn't go for Jack Ross? No Interesting Well I'll kind of I'll, I'll just I'll read out uh, What the kind of comments that People have been saying uh, Russell Amber Crombie reta- <laughs> Replying to uh, Callum <gasps> Scott saying Surely McLeish Sh- Surely not <laughs> <laughs> Callum Scott replying to that Strachan too Could be a shout Oh
2: Sh- sh- oh, I can't even get words out thinking about that one <laughs> Shudders I think I was trying to say there, that is just no. I mean it, it, he hasn't even tried to hide his contempt for the club so <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't think we should get him in as manager I don't think he'd want to come as manager
1: You obviously don't want to appoint another Gothenburg great and to be solely let down
2: Yeah exactly I think it would be a good pattern just to get everyone back
1: just as as a
2: as a coaching team yeah
1: coaching quartet,
2: and then if everything's gone wrong just bring themselves on
0: (laughs) Um, the snowman replying to Callum, saying I think they'll go for Jack Ross but you're not entirely convinced by that nah I'm
2: not I'm not um, I mean yes he's done a decent enough job at St. but he's hardly um, set the championship alight um and he's not done it at the top level at all and he's not got any experience at top flight management. Um but so I mean I'm apart not- from that he's a he's a
0: good he's a good manager.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'm not I'm not convinced um by this Jack Ross to Aberdeen um, sort of line that mm-hmm. a lot of people seem to be going for
0: um briefly before we before we move on to other comments uh, someone uh, Tam Stewart calls Callum Scott obsessed Rangers this Rangers that uh, and I <laughs> won't repeat what Callum has responded to Tam saying something to do with DVD cases uh, <laughs> I suppose the final, our final one from uh, Jozo Semyonovic CSC uh, Ben the Tim asks when will Craig Levine fire Craig Levine soon surely never if he can be bothered to walk into his own office and have a conversation with himself about it.
2: The wonderful thing about this is the fact that if Craig, <laughs> if Craig Levine does get sacked, he instantly goes back to his director of football role. <laughs> and they'll never oh, leave hearts. God. Just
0: the, together, never separate them. Like
2: exactly. Batman
0: and the Joker, they need each other.
2: Yep exactly
0: yeah um, I think I think that's it in terms of in terms of questions I think uh, yeah that's us that's, that's us isn't... in general I think that's us done yeah I'm, def- uh, I'm definitely done done yeah in more than one sense yeah. uh, <laughs> right uh, Ryan it's, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you I know it may not be you know, mutual the feeling but
2: uh, always a delight to be on the podcast and speak to your lovely dulcet tones, Gamba. Mm, that's, that's cute. Uh, Lewis, it's been a pleasure speaking to you as well.
1: A pleasure as always.
0: Right, and we will see you or we won't see you because it's an audio format this is out on. We will speak to you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>